Welcome back to This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, where we do not rate movies we watched, even ones that we love. We don't rate them. Is that a lie? Stick around and find out. (laughs) The world seems to think there is an objective truth to a movie, so we're on a quest to find it. We travel through 15 questions. We try and stick objectively as possible. And when we fail, we're out. We talk more generally. We talk about movies we love. We're a couple of oddballs. We have our own takes on things, and hopefully you enjoy them. So, we're doing a very special episode today. And what franchise is that special episode about, Curtis? Don't cheat. Don't cheat. (laughs) I think it's kind of obvious. We're going through Halloween's one through six today. Uh, but for the gauntlet specifically, I'll be going through only Halloween 1, John Carpenter's Halloween, to be precise. John Carpenter's Halloween is about a boy who killed his mother, got locked up in a mental institution, and then the night before Halloween escaped, goes back to his hometown, and kills and kills some babysitters. That's the movie. So, um, it's yeah. It's ridiculously simple. Intentionally so. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get more into that later. Now, are you ready to have to be completely objective about John Carpenter's Halloween. Hell no, but I'm going to have to anyway. Here we go. So, Curtis, is Halloween a good movie or a bad movie? Halloween, when it was first released in theaters, had a bunch of mixed receptions. One of the one of its loudest Advocates came from Roger Ebert, who helped it get along. But there were a lot of other re- a, a lot of other critics at at the time that either said it 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 was a uh, an Albert Hitchcock ripoff that it was good enough to become a cult to to get cult status at at some point. Uh, it wasn't. It, it later on it gained more of a pop. It gained more of a pop, pop a a popularity to where a vast majority of people see it as a Halloween classic. I want to take you down on vast majority, but because you because you got to know that that's within a certain community. You're saying mm. people in general, but I mean people who are super into Halloween movies. Jamie Lee Curtis herself will say people who show their kids Halloween are bad parents. <laughs> like you know, she. So I mean, fair. I mean, fair enough. I I was watching Halloween but six. Today. I am not taking you out on that because i'm just gonna amend for people who are into horror movies i i think even that one in a million would not be able to pull evidence from the internet that a majority was not seeing halloween as a halloween classic so i'm going to give that an objective truth like, you know, somebody could argue, oh, well, I think this peppermint cone tastes more like spearmint. It's like, okay, it's, but it's, we're, I'm talking about a mint cone, like, you know, of ice cream. Why am I talking about this? I have no is, idea. <laughs> you made it through the first question. So, Curtis. First time in how many episodes? <laughs> what is the best scene in Halloween? Ooh. You didn't think you'd make it this far, huh? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh,. There are two scenes that I can think of that people actively point to as uh, as uh, 
standout moments. What are one, they? one scene is the opening shot where it's the POV shot of Kid Michael going through the house. And the other one? The other one is the ending shot where after Michael disappears, you're cutting to uh, dark places in the house and around Haddonfield, showing that he's nowhere or could be anywhere. Dude, you pointed, you, you, you did it. Like, like, <laughs> so, so I've seen people also point to the beginning and ending. When I see people point to the ending, I hear them more go from when Michael sits up all the way through the ending. Mm. But I have seen what you're talking about. I have see, heard those remarks about the ending one. And all you're saying is you've seen people call those the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> so hot damn question three. What would you edit out of Halloween? Ah, so here's here's the interesting thing. Halloween is a very tightly written Wait, film. wait, 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 wait. I'm rooting for you here. You no, started no. with saying here's the interesting thing. Okay. This being an interesting thing is a subjective thing. So be careful. You have okay. already wrapped your continued sentence. So let's let's start off. So start it off. Halloween is a, has a very tightly written script and was equally tightly shot to the point where when editing there wasn't much, if anything, to actually cut because of the budgetary issues. Oh. Okay. So, let me talk a little bit, just a little bit about, about subjectivity. So, tightly written and tightly shot are arguable because we're talking about the content of the movie and should those shots have been as long as they were. Okay. Okay. But luckily, this doesn't matter because that wasn't an answer to the question I asked. Mm-hmm. What should be taken out? Mm. <laughs> what should be cut out? What should be cut out? Is it even possible to get past this question without speaking subjectively? That's the, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder this. This might just be the permanent trip up. But we forget the mechanic we have in our show. <laughs> what you have to do is give a subjective opinion... And use facts for 60 seconds to back up why. I can't think of anything, if I'm being honest. Nothing's coming to mind. I think I'm stuck. Nothing is coming to mind that should be cut from the movie. <laughs> I'll right. give you one of those. Who's the <laughs> best actor? Hmm. There are, there are several options here. You have Donald Pleasance, who's a veteran actor. But then you have Jamie Lee Curtis being introduced to uh, to the film in, in, industry in this role. And it's arguably the the movie that got her a breakthrough. Because after after Halloween, she got into roles. I mean, she, she got known as, as a scream queen, being cast in roles like Prom Night and... Uh, the Fog, another John John Carpenter film. It wasn't until after Halloween 2 that she renounced the horror genre, saying that Halloween 2 was going to be her swan song and moved on to bigger and better things. Donald Pleasance is already established, and I think this is his first film with John Carpenter. He would later go on and be and be tied to you know Prince of Darkness and Escape from New York, but uh, those are the two standout performances that I can see. 
that's that may be subjective. I don't know. I'm gonna buzz you. That's fair. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. It's fine. I got to question frankly, four. That's a new record for me. And this is this question. I have how I would get out of this. Okay. Um, so much of the discourse around Halloween ends uh-huh. is because of people being upset about how much they care about the shape and Michael Myers. Uh-huh. This being the first movie that's that that births that passion. Uh-huh. Nick Castle. Okay. I can see that. So, but then you uh, got people like Rajevans who say that Michael Myers is just a a a, a creepy man that stalks around and he's not the interesting part of the film. Right, but those three people also feel that evil is the interesting thing, not Michael Myers inherently. Okay. I'm saying you got a large portion of hate. The fact that Halloween Ends has a bunch of hate and discourse on it mm. instead of it just being like uh, people saying like, eh, the movie was eh, or people eh, the movie was good, mm-hmm. is because of the amount of passion that people have for that icon and that character that doesn't exist without that performance. Okay. I'm saying that's how I would objectively elude to the idea that Nick <laughs> Castle was the best performance. All right. Fair enough. Without saying it outright. Fair enough. But hey, at least I got to question four. Where in the past, holy crap, the dude. past, yeah. the past few few episodes when I've been in the gauntlet, I have not gotten past question one. So I'll I'll take that as a moral victory. Look, all right, back to simple things. What was your first experience watching Halloween? My first ex- like any Halloween movie, I was flipping through Halloween ch- one. Halloween one. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Sorry, we're out of the gauntlet. We're going to talk about Halloween. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Halloween 1 was probably the third or fourth Halloween movie I actually saw. So I, <laughs> I, I was, like, flipping through channels, came across H2O, which introduced me to Halloween. Then I think after that, played Halloween 4. I saw snips of Halloween 5 and until finally my dad showed me Halloween 1. And my impression at the time was, this is pretty tame from what I remember seeing. <laughs> So I my, have a weird thing with this too. That's, so yeah, yeah. So my first impression with Halloween one was, yeah, it's 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 a fine movie, but where's where's the gore? Because I was an edgy teenager that wanted to see blood, gore, and nudity. Oh Which, man, yeah. I just talked about this on this week at the movie. That was <laughs> when I first saw this. Yeah, all right. The kids are going on over. Is that the boogeyman? The legend of the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you have. A man who's known Michael his whole life warning people. There's blackness in his eyes. It's evil. It's evil. Yeah. And for some reason in my head, I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, it's just a crazy dude that escaped from an asylum. So he's got a wire crossed. When things make him horny, he just gets angry instead of horny. Oh, yeah. People. No, like, like, like dead on. Like dead on. That That's like, like in, 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 in <laughs> no, like in, in interviews that, that I've read. In, in taking shape, uh, a lot of people thought that uh, John that that uh, Halloween was a overly conservative message about the about the ills of of, of uh, premarital sex and that's why people die. But John Carpenter said uh, has stated over and over again: uh, if you think there's a moral message here, you're 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 just wrong. If anything, seriously, like I don't those sorts of things, those half baked sorts of things. I know we're going to give you a buzzer. That is the buzzer that shuts Aaron up. (laughs) We're working on it folks. So, but I'm just going to say for people who do that to this day, that goes so far as to say, 
oh, it's a, it's a message about us. Uh, uh, sex is like wrong. Premarital sex is wrong. Uh-huh. The psycho killer is the bad guy who gets shot in the end. Yeah. But here's, so, but here's the connection with Michael Myers and, 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 uh, and, uh, Laurie Strode. They are both abstinent throughout the entire film. They're both sexless and they both have pent up sex, sexual, a, a aggression. Laurie does it defensively and Michael does it, uh, aggressively. Uh, that's a very uh, that is meant and, pe- and yeah. the whole thing knives and penetration and all this yeah yeah there's probably a million college essays and a million more thoughtful books like yeah for sure yeah so yeah so like the 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 idea that uh but, but this but was anything of a you thought it was so simple it's like it's a killer but this is too tame there's no gore and i'm sitting here thinking it's a killer but it's a killer obsessed with you know i got horny so now i'm gonna stab someone like <laughs> right he just is, is crazy <laughs> So, like, everyone's like, no, Michael Myers is the nature of evil. And I'm thinking, he's just a Looney Tune. Like, he's, you know, which, of course, that is obviously the most professional way for me to describe that. Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry if that was insensitive to anyone. The seeming depth and lack thereof of Halloween was also partly intended. Uh, John Carpenter has, has said it, has said in several interviews, like, to the same people, you're overthinking this. It, it's just a very simple con- con- concept with a very, with, with very simple ex- execution. The whole teacher scene with Laurie showed about what fate is. People have asked John Carpenter about that scene, and his answer is something like, "Yeah, I don't know what I was trying trying to say there, but but it sounds good, right?" He's such a good filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It's clear that that's the medium where he expresses himself best, and everyone wants him to now explain it in other mediums and interviews <laughs> and talk shows and all this stuff. And it's like, right? Um, I have this thing that really gets my answer across, and it's watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, so, yeah um so you know the good things i i will say moving on to our second question what are the good things what are the bad things and mm-hmm. to me halloween has a very striking very great opening you know yes. with with the iconic shot and then like some haunting sort of things at the breakout at the beginning mm-hmm. but then there's this long stretch of wide takes of people talking where it's supposed to be building suspense Mm-hmm. Never having watched it over and over again, there's really no suspense there. So it's just enjoying the familiarity of watching the story. But from the second Annie is killed, mm-hmm. the movie is so masterfully paced, tight, and and haunting, and not okay, and iconic with its score. There's not like a frame of the movie from that on that mm-hmm. I have a criticism with. But right. on the flip side, the movie's not perfect. It was made on a shoestring budget. I just watched <laughs> the thing on 4K, and you can actually... And I don't know if this is just because I know that this is a thing now, or if because it's real. Mm-hmm. You can actually tell some of the leaves on the ground are painted. <laughs> you, you, It's a little bit mm-hmm. absurd. Yeah. So... You know, little weird things like that. Like, it's, it's the grayed out the top of the thing, because it was in the middle of summer. Um... Uh, young Michael's head from his POV is tall enough that he has to peek from under a door frame. Mm-hmm. So this three and a half foot kid is actually like five feet because the cameraman was, you know, mm-hmm. and then it, the way his arm reaches around, like the head is like really awkward. And yeah, and it's just something that, that I, I never noticed before is, 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 is how well the movie tries to dehumanize Michael to the point where you never actually hear his full name throughout the entire film. He's called Michael once. And then after that, 
uh, Loomis refers to him as he, him, or it, uh, or just the evil. Lori refers, Lori and Tommy Doyle refers to him as the boogeyman. He's, he's never humanized af- after his initial killing as a kid, besides his parents saying, Michael, but I think that's, I, I, I honestly can't think of anything that I don't like about Halloween one. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like for, like, like for the budget, it, it, it's on, I think it's a damn near perfect movie, but eh, you could consider that a, 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 a rating, but I, I, I can't find anything that I would take out or that I dislike about it. So when would you watch it again? Any time the moment strikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. To me, I feel like it has to be cool outside. I don't know why. That's mm-hmm. a weird thing. But, yeah. So Halloween 2. God. 1981. Uh, more of the night he came home. Uh-huh. When did you first see this? Uh, much older. Uh, and I found it incredibly boring. It's also the one that uh, Char- that 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 John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, the people who wrote the first movie, wanted to make the least because it's just more of the same. And John Carpenter, to his own saying, hates just making the same thing o- over and over again. Uh, so and, and he uh, he attributes a lot of the faults to to the movie on him. Uh citing a lot of late nights not knowing where to go with the story because he was done with 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 the story and a lot of beer drinking to get through the scripts mm-hmm. uh they I, let I, him do the anthology thing mm-hmm. you know halloween one was originally called something like the babysitter murders yes it was but once they had decided on halloween he had it in his head the idea that they success would let them continue and every year make a halloween movie uh-huh. that would be an anthology and obviously that wouldn't happen until what we're going to talk about next uh-huh. um but i i like halloween too there's a pacing there there's a more deadly sort of viciousness there there's this bright red blood and even though uh-huh. you have to deal with two people being dumb enough to slip in it and hit their heads <laughs> i mean it's still effective yeah the I mean- makeup effects of the deaths work uh, when I first saw this, I was an adult already, um, mm-hmm. and I just knew the expectations like going into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Myers' head looks weird. It's the same mask, but it's a different actor, so it got swollen up. Yeah. Um, Laurie Strode is wearing a wig the whole time, so <laughs> I can't unsee that. She's a very different character than she is in Halloween 1. Well, she's drugged. Yeah. She, she's, she's drugged and I combined mean, to a really... hospital for like half the film. Yeah, there's really nothing to stop her from being exactly who she is, cowering at the end, asking if that was the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. But like, as 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 much as I'm I'm not a big fan of Halloween too, I do think there I I do like a lot of the aspects, a, a lot of things a a, a a about it. I like how uh, Doctor Loomis's attitude goes from "I'm just trying to stop Michael b- before he's killed, killed again" to "He's he's already killed. Kill him. He's now a threat. Just fucking kill him." You see someone like that? Yeah. Kill him. Ben Tramer <laughs> sucks that he died. See you, Ben. And uh, um, I, I and I, I, the POV shot of Michael. Yes, going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's there, uh. Uh, uh, the cinematography I still really liked about it, like I, like it, it it visually matches I, I I think with with the original Halloween, uh, and I I like how ruthless my 
Michael Myers still is throughout it. The only like I, I back when I first saw it, I, I already knew about the twist of 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 of, uh, of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers being brother and sister. So I didn't have any kind of like reservations about that being like a negative thing. But the more I grow to appreciate Halloween one, the more I like Michael Myers as this like aimless killing machine with no motive, and Halloween yeah. two kind of. Strips that away and makes him a slasher with a sister fetish. Fetish. Sexual. Sister um, complex. But hey, maybe he's just a crazy guy who thinks sexual means kill. Um, <laughs> no, um, We could do it for that already, but yeah. So, look, it's it's not perfect and, and the creators have their own gripes with it and whatnot, but mm-hmm. uh, it is like a more vicious Michael Myers and people tend to favor that. You know, the original yeah. Michael, it's a weird mix of, like, it's horrific and, and bizarre what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he does very bizarre thing. I'm going to pose this. I'm going to shove this this um, cemetery headstone here. You know, like, right. it's, it is bizarre yeah. what he's doing through much of the movie. Right. You, you, get, you, you get less of, of a playful, calculating Michael Myers and more of a vicious one. In, in yep. And then ever since then... It, nobody's been able to really balance that that again right you could maybe in 2018 maybe but. in 2018 yeah uh they try to do a little bit of it in kills and some of it works some of it just doesn't uh, see kills is where i think it goes he's either gonna like viciously halloween 2 and rob zombie kill someone mm-hmm. or wacky campy over the top whatever right you know, like he's posing the bodies. It's like a gruesome, grisly thing. Not so much like, oh, he's doing this thing in secret. You know, you get that one shot of him as the robot man. Whatever. We're mm-hmm. not talking about that movie right now. <laughs> when would you watch Halloween 2 again? Uh, I can see myself watching it at around Halloween time if I'm just like going through through the series. There's there's not a whole lot in there that I don't like. It's just I, I think I have some 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 pacing is, is uh, some some pacing issues with it where the movie feels a kind of like slow it in, in in the beginning and then it kind of like ramps up at the end uh but i i it, it's it's a movie I, I can see myself going back to watch time and time again especially around halloween happy happy halloween so uh somebody reminded me not an hour ago recording something else uh it is currently eight days until halloween mm-hmm Oh, and the first real... time they play the song in the movie, it's eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Oh, God. When did you first see Halloween 3? This year, I think. I think it was really? this year. Yep. Uh, back in the beginning of this year, I got the 4K on Screen Factory. Uh, it's the one that I avoided the longest because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. And I wanted to see Michael Myers. I'm one of those people. I was one of those people. So, you know, like, I, I will always cringe at my younger self for shit like that. But, you know. Uh, but the more I, the, the more in the films I got, the more I wanted to see what's this weird idea that this person had. And it, this film went through several re, re, rewrites. The, the, the first writer went through it, John Carpenter. And I think I forget his name, Tony Wallace or something. His last name was Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace. The director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they went through his uh, script. They liked a lot of what he wrote, but they want, but they had some problems with it. He wouldn't hear anything about the script, so John Carpenter said, okay, well, I'm just going to do a write of this script. Then Tommy Lee Wallace had problems with John Carpenter's script, so he wrote a <laughs> run-through of that. So this, the, the, the movie we eventually got was basically 
a amalgamation of their three scripts. Yeah. And I and I, I think the first director was no no this was for Halloween four never mind I'm I'm thinking of something else but yeah uh the first writer hated that they went back and touched up his script so much that he wanted his name removed completely from the project and John Carpenter's name was never attached to it to begin with as a writer so the only one who got full writing credits was uh, Tommy Lee Wallace who fully admits that that's a very misleading credit yeah it's a uh, but so, it's it's one of the weirdest and surreal Halloween films that I've seen, and it's 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 bonkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have admiration for it in the same way that I have admiration for 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 Halloween Ends, where it's so different from what the franchise normally does. That uh, I, I I kind of like the the risk taking aspect of it. I've heard ever since I was a kid, Season of the Witch is the one that everyone says is bad because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I was getting into something completely different. And I even had heard of like Silver Shamrock. In fact, um, if I remember right, there's this infamous list of something that played on cable of like top 100 scariest movie moments uh, of all time from like the mid early 2000s or something like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, the child putting on the mask and their head becoming yeah. bugs. Yes. Uh, was on that list somewhere. Mm-hmm. and they talk about how the movie was bad and and i yeah so i knew and then i watched it and then i thought what the hell did i watch <laughs> and then i got the absolute best experience i could possibly have hoped for re-watching this uh for a uh, an article to write mm-hmm. and my wife did not know, despite us talking for a long time, that Michael Myers was not in this. She was completely unprepared. She kind of recognized it. She kind of knew it was going on. It was weird that we'd had so many conversations and she had not known. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, what the fuck am I watching? Over and over again, till it was over. It was <laughs> so bonkers. I loved everything in this movie that is comes up short. Mm-hmm. I feel like it makes up for in special effects and absolute insanity. Uh, yes. For one, every character in the movie wants to bang Tom Atkins. I don't know what the writers and director have for Tom Atkins, but you know, John Carpenter is one of the writers and he made <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis sleep with him in the fog. Mm-hmm. And everyone in this is like, it's like everyone, everyone wants it. And Tom Atkins, like on paper is a mm-hmm. horrible person in this movie. Oh yeah. Complete womanizer. No, he has a wife and kids, and he sees a pretty woman, and he's a doctor who has a job to do, and is like, you know what? What you're saying does sound weird, and leaves his whole life behind (laughs) for an undisclosed amount of time to go explore whatever this is. Mm -hmm. If that is not the most hilarious premise for a hero to be like, let's go on a journey, I don't know what is, Mm -hmm. but I really think the immediate reaction... That's what fascinates me so much about Halloween Ends coming out. Mm-hmm. Is people? It's it's a bunch of people annoyed that they're not getting what they wanted from Halloween one and two, mm-hmm. not getting the same thing, and then finding just weird justification for being angry because they can't find real justification for it. Right. It's like, what did you expect? You went to go see a movie called Season of the Witch, and it was <laughs> it was from like slasher century, yeah. and like it, you yeah, know, they're they're they're. they're... Tele- they're, they're, they're almost telegraphing that hey, Michael Myers is not in this movie. It's a it's a movie called Season of the Witch. 
Michael Myers has never been a witch. What, what I want to know what they write about this when they're trying to write about the legacy of the Michael Myers franchise. Uh, b- basically that uh, John Carpenter, I, I, like most of the stuff that, that 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 I could read on on this one, we already knew. Uh, John, it, it's it's John Carpenter wanting to do something different from the typical ha- from the typical Halloween franchise because he's already tapped out with the Michael Myers story because he's done with it. He's he he's told it twice now. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and it just wants to be creative and do stuff and and do different and, and interesting things with the franchise to the point where uh, the writer they 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 had a, a script for the fourth one back when Michael My- back back when John Carpenter was still attached to, uh, attached to that one the writer was going to make it a psychological ghost story about the shape and and have the story follow uh, Tom Tommy Doyle and 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 Lindsay as your uh, two protagonists and. Uh, they were in talks with Joe Dante to direct that one. Uh, but uh, the Akkad family said, no, no, uh, has to be, has to be like the original one. And at that point, John Carpenter just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sell my uh, stocks in this and, and you can have it. I'm not going to be attached yep. to this anymore. So. Yep. And so what would make you come back and watch Season of the Witch again? Halloween time. I, when it's I, happy, I, happy Halloween, Halloween. When it's when it's happy Halloween time. God. Uh, but just the gore effects and and the imagery alone, like the image of that little kid's head turning to bugs, is seared into my brain. And I I, I kind of got spoiled on on that image long ago when when I, when I was looking up stuff. And when I saw that image, I was like, wow, that looks like a John Carpenter film. It's shot like one. It's colored like one. Did John Carpenter really, did, did he really not direct this? I gotta see this movie. And it, weirdly enough, despite it not being directed by John Carpenter and, and by Tommy Lee Wallace, it kind of feels like a John Carpenter film. But here's the thing. It was scored by him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was edited to his score. Okay. So I think his influence is a little bit farther than just music on that. Probably. Um, uh, to me, the one that always stands out for some reason, a lot of people point to the woman who gets her face blown up in bed. Um, <laughs> also, like along with the kid, uh-huh. it's that one with the nose. It feels so real. Mm. The nose crunch bit. Like, right. Uh, it's just uh, to me, I think, honestly, the gore effects could be the best in the series. Uh, just because a lot of people are a huge fan of what people are doing with the David Gordon Green trilogy. And I think they do a great job. But so much of their stuff make human bodies just feel like jiggly balloon popping stuff with stuff right. in it. And this is an era where things felt like crunchy and different. And, <laughs> yeah. Tangible. <laughs> um, but, you know, not always. Like, sometimes. Right. Like, yeah. So. So, yeah. I mm-hmm. this is this is this is one I will come back to um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm not irritated by the song. So, Halloween 4. Uh, I've already the gone into... The start of the Thorn trilogy, which is mm-hmm. why we're ending right now at 6, and why next year maybe we'll come back and talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. The Thorn H2O trilogy that... might be a special episode, but... Yeah. The Thorn trilogy that was never meant to be was not in the original script. It was not the director's original intention. Uh, None was... of them. 
Mm-mm. Nobody knew until the sixth movie what it was going to be. Then they made the sixth movie. Then they completely redid the sixth movie so it wasn't what they decided yeah. it should be. Yeah, the, the director... A trilogy that fought to mm-hmm. not be a trilogy. Right. The writer and director of four, or one of them, actively tried to make Michael as grounded and human as possible to the point where every action he takes has a meaning behind it. Uh, he kills the mechanic to get his coveralls uh he takes out the telephone line so 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 there's no telephone so so so, so there's no way to call Haddonfield uh when he he uh, throws them the electrician into the circ in, in into the circuit board to take out all the power in Haddonfield like everything has a purpose and not, and it, it's it, he's not meant to be supernatural uh he doesn't take any actual like fatal damages until like the very end where the director said no he's he's supposed to be dead and then you had five so, and, yeah. which is kind of a mistake on the director's part because it's canon to the first movie where he gets shot off of a building and, and lives. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of hard at that point to say, well, if you pay attention in my movie, these rules are clear when it's like, okay, but you're a sequel that has a bunch <laughs> of other things that have happened to him, you know? Yeah. Like, I, infamously, Loomis comes back after the end of Halloween 2 where Michael was supposed to die the first time. He blows up an entire room full of oxygen tanks with just him and Michael in the room. <laughs> and he's got like, it's supposed to be a burn all up the side of his body. But I really doubt that that's like, you know, mm-hmm. they say in the sixth one, he's done continually extensive reconstructive surgeries to make the scarring less and less. Yeah. But like, you have to justify it because it's so silly how little damage it ultimately ends up being comparative to what happens i don't want to you know right the makeup right. team i thought was great for this for this movie mm-hmm. um to me halloween 4 is halloween 1 with a budget so that changes the ending to having like a police response daniel harris as jamie lloyd i mm-hmm. think is a hallmark of this franchise that deserves mm-hmm. as much credit as jamie lee curtis or anyone mm-hmm. else yeah uh originally in 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 the strip, she, she she was called like Bailey or something like that. They changed it to Jamie as a tribute to Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Yeah, uh, in in Halloween's four and five, she she has pretty stand up her performances in, in 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 both of them. I I, I think, uh, but uh, I I don't know though. Maybe it's a me thing. It's it's one of the, it's one of the Halloween movies I think besides Halloween five that I'm I'm usually the least excited to come back to. There are aspects of it that I really like though. Uh, mm. uh, like there, there are some 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 nice kills. It, Michael Myers has changed a lot. Like I, I, I'm based on, on on the first Halloween. I'm 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 used to be him him being like this tall and like lean, slender kind of person. And in Halloween four, he's kind of like buff and stocky. And he looks a lot more like Jason than than he does Michael Myers. And then he's got that glossy mask with the really prominent eyebrows. Yeah, I, I will say that I like that mask better than the Halloween five mask, which. The masks have their whole own history you can track across the special features of these. Wow. Uh, the one from Halloween 4 <laughs> is one of the masks from Halloween 1, but it had been 78 to 79, 80, 81. It had been three years, four years since they had been filming, and they mm. got one cracked one that wasn't painted right out of the back end to use it, right? Ah, uh, okay. Then Halloween 4 is the 10th year anniversary of the original after that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have to make a whole new mask, and so they get this 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 their own look to it, and it's their own preference. But uh-huh. even in that, they were making so many different versions, and then infamously, they accidentally ordered a box of them that were pink with blonde hair, and <laughs> one of them ended up used in a shot in the movie where he attacks Loomis at the school. Uh-huh. 
And so then you take that, okay, slick back the top of Halloween 4 and don't tuck the neck in. And you end up with Halloween, most of Halloween 5. But you're right. There is something pointed about the chin here. There's something different about the mask. Yeah. And um, it is jarring. It's 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 different. Um. Anyways, Michael Myers 5. So... <laughs> I literally have no notes here. I, 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 there's not much that I can say about it. Uh, Jamie, like they, they ruined the ending of Halloween four, which was that twist from four. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that movie stands up. Yeah. And no, then, like... and then they're just like, no, yes, she's linked to him, but she's just not even going to speak the character mm-hmm. that everyone liked. She just won't speak that other character. Everyone liked let's kill her. Let's have her annoying mm-hmm. friend be the protagonist. Then kill her too. <laughs> Uh, the, the mother, the, the, the foster mother that, that she killed at the end of four, she's not actually dead. She just, she's got wounded. So she's still alive. Like to take away all, all meaning that that had. And, and then like, just completely Michael Myers house is a completely different house than it has been for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then Michael decides to shed a tear on the fifth installment in a mm-hmm. franchise where it's his fourth appearance and we're supposed to be like what like oh he feels for his cu- what i mean exactly the 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 director wanted to, to to humanize michael myers a bit because oh in this movie he still has a bit of a soul left and jamie's the one that can save his soul from total damn damnation and darkness and just no no but then he didn't do that though but it, see it, then he didn't do that though <laughs> where he didn't he didn't well, suppose supposedly a lot of the stuff that that led toward that ended up on the cutting room floor to the point where it was like just like littered with 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 cut content that that direct that the director wanted but the Akkad family didn't want but but the the I but just that idea is so disconnected from anything that Michael Myers has been before it's it's just jarring yeah just if if you're going to if you're going to greenlight a project where someone's going in a weird direction you're not sure about you already greenlit the project. Just let the person go in the weird direction so at least you have a complete product. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's why I really like Halloween 6. I thought I was going to hate this movie. Turns out I really liked it. <laughs> like, all, like, like, all problems aside, it has... A, very very halloween at, at, uh, at, uh, atmosphere to it not not just in in the it's a halloween movie sense but in like a movie that i would want to watch during halloween it's both those things i love the lead actress mm-hmm. paul rudd is trying to be so serious that it's adorable it comes um, off he, he comes off at, 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 he comes off as a creepy stalker guy like for half you, the movie if you watch this in order from producer's cut to to the theatrical cut Mm-hmm. You you'll actually see him. Yeah, he's like a little creepy, like he's disarming or whatever. Uh-huh. And you'll see him stay obsessed with the runes and things. Uh-huh. And then you see him stay a little creepy. And then you see him go insane, <laughs> where he's like <laughs> and like banging the the, the <laughs> thing on the door and like sweating and freaking out. And then he finally just beats Michael Myers to green jelly blood death. <laughs> like the way that he drops a- the pipes, like. <laughs> There's actually a weird arc for Paul Rudd by re- by watching both <laughs> versions of the movie in order. He's so not what I was expecting that it caught me off guard. It was like, eh. No, the runes. 
You know, it's <laughs> such a campy idea to yeah. take the kid from the first Halloween and age him into Paul Rudd and have him be like, Michael's not done in Haddonfield. He's coming back. Yeah. You know, like, it's uh-huh. it's hilarious because you know who he is. Mm-hmm. So you know the work he's doing to be this for a movie. And I think they approached him about coming back to play Tommy Doyle in Kills. Uh-huh. And he declined respectfully. Uh-huh. And I really wish he had done it. After seeing Six, I do too. So that he got to do a different kind of take, but still try and up the seriousness. I just feel like, I just will watch anything Paul Rudd does. And I think this is just more. It, even if it's yeah. not good, this is just yeah. more of what he can do. Halloween 6, you know, so the idea here is that they came up with an explanation for the first time, for the second mm-hmm. time. First is he's killing his family. Mm-hmm. For the second time, they came up with an explanation for what he is. Mm-hmm. And there is an uncomfortable thing that he made a baby with Jamie. It's like, why did they have to do that? I don't mm-hmm. like that. But if you take that out of the equation, mm-hmm. and if you had just had Jamie escape and just let Jamie be the kid that they're coming for, mm-hmm. like Jamie escapes, makes it to the family that's living in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. You get to have the same movie, but you get to keep your actress and do all that. Whatever. Yeah. Point is you have this rune thing, you have this explanation, this thing that freezes Michael and is really odd, but it's complete. It ties back to the first movie. It, yeah. It, it really does try and be like, all right, we have a wild mess here because we keep going. So mm-hmm. let's, let's try and give this bizarre button to explain whenever we come back, it's going to be because of something mystical that people can't control. And Michael Myers will come back. Like, yeah. The whole Jamie thing is just... Halloween 6, the weird thing about it is that the Weinstein Company mm-hmm. was in the mix after all that time mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah. They're okay. responsible for the theatrical cut. Hmm. With the added gore, with the added bits, you know. Yeah. And some things cut out that make certain scenes dysfunctional just to kind of capitalize on continuing the franchise. And I think I think that the theatrical cut is a little more vicious and a little more, you know, in your face and a little more polished. Mm -hmm. But I think the theatrical cut, I mean, it literally does not have the score that's trying to telegraph it's in the 90s. It's replaced with music that's more traditional to Halloween. Mm -hmm. It um, is not as polished visually, but it still feels so much like fall and Halloween. Yeah. And it sticks to a story that concludes. Yeah. So there are pieces here and there that I would pick and choose from both versions. And that's why I love people on YouTube, like drum dumbs who has his cut of Halloween six. That it's like a life's mission of mine is to get to watch it Mm -hmm. because he's a diehard fan who Halloween four was the first Halloween movie he ever saw when it was released in theaters. Mm-hmm. and Ooh. he's just been passionate about it because the Thorn trilogy is like when he got into Michael Myers and horror and all this kind of stuff. Right. And so to be, it's kind of like how, like I was introduced to my favorite Marvel character, Daredevil with the Ooh. Ben Affleck movie. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens, that movie's going to have a weird soft spot with all its flaws in it. And that right. also has a director's cut. That's pretty drastically different from the theatrical cut. Oh yeah. 
So I kind of I I I I feel like I I want to see that. I want to see that passion from someone be turned into a product and mm-hmm. get to watch a version of 6 that takes some of the best bits of both. Right. And so, you know. Yeah. You just watched 6 for the first time what to, yesterday? No, today. Both today. both cuts. Both cuts. Back back to so, back. I saw everything that was different. <laughs> So like yeah like the first like the 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 editing at the beginning of the producer's cut was a lot quicker paced. Uh, there was a lot more dragging out with the theatrical version. In in, in, in the beginning, like I wasn't expecting two different uh uh, uh v- v- voiceovers for the two different cuts with the producer's cut. It's uh it's Donald Pleasance with the theatrical. It's Paul Rudd. Uh, how Jamie dies in both films is drastically different uh a much more gruesome death in 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 the theatrical one but a much lamer one for lack of a better term in in the producer's cut uh it's uh, like, yeah there there's are, no winning when they were going to kill that character off without no. letting the actress come back i was i was i was like one once i saw that she was fighting for her life in in the producer's cut i, I was hoping oh is she going to wake up and is she going to come back and fight michael myers alongside paul rudd i would love to see that no she gets shot in the fucking head in her sleep i hate that but no like i i, I really enjoyed halloween 6 I, I i can easily easily see myself coming back to watch this like almost as much as halloween 1 weird weirdly enough cuz it 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 it's it it is a Halloween movie, but weird. But it's it's like one. It's also a horror movie that I can just watch at any point See, in time. Four, five, and six, regardless mm-hmm. of of how justified they are as a trilogy, feel like a package deal mm-hmm. where you get a certain flavor of the original from four. Yeah, one that works in the background for five, mm-hmm. and then a six that has Paul Rudd and all these interesting ideas you know successful or not um mm-hmm. you know it ends it yeah. it's a little wrapped up trilogy that ends just like david gordon green now has a little wrapped up trilogy that ends <laughs> with only trick is with four five and six uh-huh. one and two are canon with david gordon green's trilogy <laughs> only number one is canon mm-hmm. that yeah but like like similar to like to 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 the thorn trilogy you have you have Halloween twenty eighteen, which is a crowd pleaser. Everyone gen most 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 that most people tend to like. You have a background movie with Halloween Kills and Halloween Five, where the kills are a, a bit more gruesome, but that's about it. And then an interesting concept for the final film. So, to to wrap up my final thoughts on it. This is where you see patterns emerge, and this is why I wanted to talk about these. Mm-hmm. Halloween 1 is about Michael coming back to Haddonfield and killing babysitters. This shape coming to town and killing babysitters. And Laurie Strode, like, as an innocent victim, gets caught in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 is about Laurie Strode being incapacitated in a hospital until Michael Myers, you know, ends up being drawn to her. And then they have a face-off with Donald Pleasance. Mm-hmm. Um... And then Donald Pleasance, the only person, you know, close to Laurie that's helping this, you know, dies at the very end. Yeah. Uh, And then Halloween 3, they tried to jump off and go their own way and try something different. And it got a lot of negative backlash. Mm -hmm. Halloween 4, you go back to the tradition of Halloween 1, Michael Myers makes his way back to Haddonfield. And yes, he's going for family, but everyone else is the victim. 
Five, you dig in harder on that premise and you have him getting more and more violent where the main relationship with Laurie Strode is incapacitated and can't speak for most of the movie mm-hmm. and gradually gets things together. And then the person closest to her, her friend Tina, dies. Right. And then the third one tries to take an interesting and unique perspective and goes off the rails with it and gets a lot of backlash and it gets canceled. <laughs> Halloween 2018 goes back to the format of the original Mm-hmm. brings Laurie Strode into it, replicates a lot of beats from one and four, and it's just about the shape comes back to Haddonfield, and Laurie Strode is an instant who gets put into position. Mm-hmm. Halloween kills, he gets more violent. Laurie Strode's in a hospital bed, incapacitated until someone close to her is killed in the end, and then ends, shoots off in its own direction, and a bunch of people are disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I what really... What the appreciate- hell? This is why I really appreciate Jay's opening to his to 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 the red letter media. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the people like, disappointed since this one, this one. But I just think, like one, two, and three are not a trilogy of Halloween. No, but it's so weird that that pattern one, two, and three is repeated by four, five, and six. Uh-huh. And then you have okay, seven, and then Resurrections is the only movie. That does not have to do with Laurie Strode or her family. Mm-hmm. And that nobody liked that. So it's like, let's try and end it. Oh, that worked. Let's try and continue. Nobody liked that. Let's reboot it. Oh, not sure about that. Let's let Broad Zombie do the movie he wanted to make. Wow, mm-hmm. nobody liked that. You know what? Let's just go back and redo the thing we've done twice before. Mm-hmm. And yet there there's definitely some stuff in these thematically that is original even if they are beating you over the head with it like a stick sure but it's just worth noting that historically there is a pattern to this and it's it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me yeah. so that's that's my closing thoughts is just yeah it's just i think at this point people know what they're going to get out of this franchise i don't think there's a lot of questions left right it's just what can you do different now and and how well can you ex and, and how how well can can you execute it or can you do anything different? Like I, I think is what you, what you're about to say. Uh, but yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts summing up? Summing up uh, the first six films, uh, like I, I think you hit the nail pretty well on the head. The first two is an is 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 an iconic Halloween classic that uh, uh, had a lot of success that launched Halloween two that had. A little bit less success, and then you see, you, yeah, you see a pattern go on through the years as things go, go, go by. Uh, just, uh, I, the more and more I, I I watch these movies, the more that I realize the the further the concept goes, uh, in, in them trying to do something different, the more I tend to like it. I don't know why. <laughs> like Halloween three, I I like uh is is like my second favorite to to Halloween one, uh Halloween. Six, which a lot of people don't like because of how off the rails it goes. I find very entertaining. Halloween Ends, which a lot of people don't like because it's not Michael Myers stabbing people. I really like because it's an interesting concept and, and you get like a spiritual successor to, to Christine. So I, I, it's a weird thing about me that the, the further away you get from the central idea of that first Halloween movie, the more I like these other movies. So why do we watch Halloween year after year? Because horror is fun and imaginative, and it lets you express things that you can't otherwise in another film. So, to me, yeah, year after year, horror does that. Exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. And 
Michael Myers is just one of the iconic faces of horror mm-hmm. that lets you dip yourself into an unsafe situation from your safe couch, mm-hmm. wonder if there is really anyone creeping around outside your windows, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, hug a little tight and hopefully have a safe experience going through something thrilling. And it has that flavor of the fall atmosphere and the pumpkins and Halloween. And it's yeah. just, it's just, just something iconic that persists through all of these, the good, the bad, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a reason it lasts. And I think that about wraps up our coverage of it. So I think I'm really excited in years of the future to explore maybe different franchises. I think we've talked oh, yeah. about Friday the 13th a little bit before, but, but we obviously have that mm-hmm. nightmare on Elm street. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Chucky. If things go well next year and and, and rumors pan out to be true, uh, we could be talking about uh, the Exorcist franchise. <laughs> maybe, oh, boy. Maybe, maybe not the franchise, but like, dude, they're, they're... I've seen, I've now seen Exorcist one, two, three, the beginning, and hmm. the first few episodes of the television show. I've only seen epi- uh, episodes. I've only seen ex- Exorcist one and three. And of course, David Gordon Green mm-hmm. is getting a trilogy of Exorcist movies, and he's already talked about his how the approach to that kind of horror versus this kind of horror is different. And I like some of what he said, and I'm not entitled to anything from him. Yeah. I didn't go make these movies; <laughs> he did. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to be moving into a, like a whole new season, talking about different things. I usually am more part of the camp that calls November Noir Vember. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, and mm-hmm. so you know, hopefully, we'll get into some more fun things and move out throughout the year. And just thank you all for listening and joining us for Halloween. Uh, yep. Remember, we are this film not rated. T F N R C M E L is our handle on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm Eric, and you can follow me at High Contrast F L M. And I am Curtis. You can find me at Nineties Gamer Four O Seven. And on Twitch at American Discordtainment. Remember, we're part of a branch, and you can go find the Now Showing podcast, the uh, Debbie Delight following uh, football season. You can uh, just head on over to the MusicCityDriving.com and poke around, because I guarantee you, you're going to find something that's going to make you feel like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Curtis, do you have anything to take us out? Anything else you want to say? Oh, God. You are literally the person in my life that introduced me to horror as something to have fun with. Uh, horror is great. Just don't, just don't mimic what you see on screen. It's a good way to get arrested. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, don't, yep. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy.